That old black magic has me in itself That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go Round and round I go Like a leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away But what can I do? I hear your name And I'm a flame A flame with such a burning desire That only a kiss Can put out the fire For you're the lover I have waited for To make that fate Have me created for And every time Your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go Round and round I go In a spin Loving the spin I'm in Under that old black magic Called love Thank you for this opportunity For this show, Ashe Hostess, are you with us? Yes, I am Loving the family How are you yeah. this evening, Ia? Oh, I am wonderful. I am magnificent. It's such a blessing to be here. How are you feeling? I am anxious and excited. I have a whole slew of things I'm feeling right now. You know, I'm. this is new for me. So, you know, I'm pretty excited to hear from people. I say, so we have a whole slew of, of people that are calling in and give thanks and a blessing for that. So why don't you uh, introduce us and uh, let the show begin. Okay, well, my name is Nadia, uh, Nadia Amunet, known to some, and here tonight that's going to be talking with me is Queen Mother Ia, and we're going to be talking about magic, magic that takes place every day in our quote-unquote ordinary lives. Some of us are familiar with it. Some of us are purposeful in what we do, and there are others who practice unbeknownst to them. So hopefully tonight we'll be becoming familiar with each other, familiar with the concept, what does that mean to some, and we'll be breaking down boundaries that have been, I, I guess you can say imposed and self-imposed as well by um, ignorance and just not, you know, not really knowing about something. And uh, hopefully that's what we'll be getting into tonight. I say, well, I'm Ia Awofalola. And I am glad to be here. I'm initiated priestess in uh, Yoruba. And I must admit that um, 
in thinking uh, about this show and thinking about you. I'm so excited and blessed to be able to to be the one to introduce you to the world, which the world needs to know. Is it possible that you could read the quote in which reminded me of you? Sure. but Okay, I'm going to do that. But before I do that, I want to uh, read a quote, actually, to kind of give people an idea um, as to where my fundamental beliefs lie in regards to magic, if I that's say. okay. I should. I say. Okay. Now, this quote I'm getting ready to read is from a practitioner. Her name is Mary Hope. And um, this comes from one of her books, which was Practical Greek Magic. And uh, it goes as such. Magic is concerned with the conversion of universal energies into practical frequencies that can be utilized according to the needs of the occasion. These energies in themselves are totally neutral, having no affiliation with any belief, system, or personality, either here on earth or anywhere in the cosmos their manifestation at the magical level being colored entirely by the nature and intention of the user. So basically, um, what Ms. Hope is saying is that there is a universal energy which has no allegiance to any particular person or thing. It just is. And we have the ability to tap in to these energies, infuse them with our purpose, our intentions, and kind of mold them into what it is we're looking for, to manipulate these energies into the things that we would like. And um, to an extent, I embrace that, to an extent. And you'll find throughout the show and other shows, you know, in the future, there, I, I read uh, many, you know, literatures on magic and um, different types of manifestations of power, beliefs, theologies, philosophies, and religions. I do not wholly embrace any one thing because I feel I am many things. We are each unique and we have unique desires and we're drawn to different things. Those things are compatible with us. So I don't have any specific definition. If anyone is looking for that, we may touch on something you can relate to. You may have something to add to the pot, but there is no right or wrong. I say. There is no absolute. It's about you and how you fit into the grand scheme of things and what resonates with you, what vibrates with you. I don't know what level of frequency that you operate on. Only you know that. So, you know, that's kind of how we're going to work it. I don't want anyone to feel that this show is about um, discrediting 
their belief system or their practices. I want people to feel embraced, loved, and welcome here on the show with us this evening. There's so many things we're going to touch on, you know, but I just wanted to put that out there so that people are actually aware. Now, as to the quote that you shared with me, um, this quote, I'm assuming, is inspired because I am a very solitary person. And although I do spiritual work with individuals, for the most part, I'm what some would refer to as a crone. (laughs) And it's been quite some time where people have been um, suggesting and asking me to do things on a grander scale, to be more social, and things of that nature, and, and kind of just share my unique and individual take on things. So here I am, venturing into a new aspect of my life with those of you who are joining us this evening and who will be joining in the future. So, um, okay, basically, that is why I think, Ia, you shared a quote with me recently in regards to me doing the show. Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Give me one moment. I'm going to bring that up. Is there anything else you would like to touch on, Ia, on bringing this up? Well, I think that... um... You know, again, you've already established that it's no right or wrong, that um, it isn't a question of uh, imposing a belief system on anyone. Magic, it only needs the person that is actually practicing, you know. It could be a group work where everybody's on the same page, but it's also solitary. So I think you've expressed that very well. Okay. Okay. All right. Now here I have the quote um, that I guess um, I inspired, you know, as far as you you thought of me when you came across this. And I sure did. Says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God or the goddess. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. This inspiring quote is by Marianne 
Williamson, and it's from her book, A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of a Course in Miracles. Um, Ashay, and that applies to I want to thank you, Ia, for sharing that. I, you know, I really have my apprehensions about the show because there's so many different, uh, and for some they inspire joy and hope, and for others they inspire fear, you know, and that can lead to a whole other slew of behavior in individuals. But after reading that, when you sent that to me and I did some research, you know, sometimes we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. And, And we always... You know, if you listen, you can kind of get a glimpse as to what it is that you project because we're usually only familiar with what we internalize. So I want to thank you for sharing that with me. I I didn't realize that fear actually governed part of why I don't interact on a grander level with individuals. You know, but um, to be aware, to be able to tackle something and kind of um, master that. So, again, here we are tonight, and we're going to be touching on everyday magic, things that we do in our everyday routine, be it at work, be it in the home, with our children, with friends, with families, when we're alone, Just, just little things that we do. Um, that where we're actually working with the different energies that are around us to transfigure our circumstances. I see. Okay? I see. So we have and, several um, people online. I just want to keep you, you know, aware of that. We have several people online, and they have raised their hand to speak. Oh, okay, good. Well, do you think it's a little too early, or should we maybe well, just to hear some I of the questions that, and things that are going on now? No, well, I think that um, we need to, um, you know, uh, definitely um, allow you to share your spiritual message for the evening, and then we can open the lines for questions and comments. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I can start by giving a couple of examples of what I mean when I say everyday magic. Uh, For myself, one of the ways that I implement um, what I would consider to be everyday magic is um, invoking a a certain type of energy over my children when we start our day. For a lot of you, you would call that prayer. But for me, I feel prayer is an invoking of something. You are either stating or asking something, but you're throwing that out into the universe. And you're doing it in your unique way with the energy that you work with, or as some might say, in the spirit in which you operate. So I may start my day off with a prayer of, power and protection over my children and myself. 
and that's how we'll begin our day. Depending on when I awake, um, that's if I get any sleep, which is rarely, but <laughs> depending on when I wake up, I first try and feel out the energy universally, locally, and within. And that kind of tells me where I should start with what I'm going to do. Depending on what type of energy that is, I will work with objects. Objects because each object operates on its own unique frequency that it emits. So it may be useful in helping me in what it is that I would like to accomplish. So I purposely pray or invoke or however you would like to word it over my children, over my home, before I start my day, you know, and I would go from there. Another example is preparing a meal. So now I get ready to start to prepare meals for the day. A lot of us are familiar with the terminology soul food, you know, and when you, when you really sit down and think about it and you think about what is the soul to you, you know, and then you connect that with the fact that you're infusing something that someone will be taking in, they're literally going to be eating this. What type of energy are you putting into that meal? What are your intentions in preparing the meal? All these things are everyday magic. Everyday magic, no matter what faith or religion, it may go by another name or title, but at the end of the day, you're still working with energy. And you're asking for the cooperation of that energy in your intent. I'll say that's that's very powerful. I want to take you back a couple of... uh, years when we first met, and uh, you were um, talking about how you do your daughter, you know, and you only had one at that time, how you grease her down and you put protection on her as you're doing lotioning on her, and that's when I knew that we were connected, you know, because... Mm. In that aspect of invoking protection over your daughter, you were using magic to protect yeah. her from ill effects of other people. Um, yeah, I do. I do that. I still do that with um, my children. Um, it's a big part of me feeling empowered in the things that happen in their everyday lives, you know, and and we, I think we as people, we need to feel empowered on some level. Now, I don't want people to get this twisted. This is not Hollywood's version of what magic is. Okay. So, you know, you have to reprogram yourself right now. Like, take yourself out of that mentality because that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about things that go on within, tapping into that universal thread of energy, love, and light, Um, taking into consideration the ills of the world, because I'm not a person, personally, I'm not all about, um, you know, everything is all positive. 
I am well aware that there are things that go on in this world that are not so positive as well as individuals who perpetrate these type of scenarios, feelings, and, and things of that nature. So we're constantly trying to counter that energy with our own energy because we want good things to happen. We want uh, fortune and, and prosperity and peace and happiness and love and companionship, all the normal things that people want in their everyday lives. You know, so how do you or how does one take charge in bringing those things into reality for themselves? Um, it varies from different individuals. It varies upon your belief system. But, but you know, I don't think that you can have spirituality without science. I think they go hand in hand. So when I'm rubbing my daughter down, I'm aware of my chi, my energy. I'm aware of what I admit from myself, you know, and I'm aware of my ability as a divine feminine, as a creator of life, I'm aware of my ability to bring about certain things and affect change. So when I'm rubbing her down, this is my will, this is my intent for my daughter, peace, wisdom, love, protection, and things of that nature. It, it can vary from each individual, you know, and there are some that do it with purpose. There are a lot of us that do it here, and they're not even aware that they have that much power and they are literally affecting change in this individual, in their child, in their seed. You know, I think a lot of parents do that, fathers and mothers. Some do it purposely, and there are others that they they don't even know that that's what they're doing. The key, I think, in that is the outcome, which is very successful. You know, um, I don't know one person who um, doesn't love their kids and want the best for their kids, but there are a lot of people that have not um, given their children, their energy to protect them from whatever's out there. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, people don't really understand is that everybody's energy is out there, not everybody's energy is love and light. Right, right. Yeah, and, that's true. And to, to, to change a child's fortune that, you know, uh, instead of walking into a pedophile that's going to kill them, that that pedophile is turned to side and mm-hmm. and forced to choose somebody else that doesn't have that protected layer on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is true. people people that are going to do wrong, they sense whom they can attack and why. Yeah, that's true. That is true. We give off certain energy, you know, and we draw things. That a lot of people refer to it as the law of attraction, you know. Um, but I'd like people to know as well, from, from my personal perspective, it's not just a matter of your will, and it's not just a matter of your magic that you're working, the things that you're invoking, your beliefs, whether it be um, your God or your goddess, 
or whatever energy you work with out there, your deities, um, the scientific aspect of things are not, it's not only is what, uh, what we do spiritually, it's what we do physically. They kind of go hand in hand. And then you have the things that you have inherited. Um, in my case, I very much acknowledge ancestors who walk with us. You know, so I take that into consideration. There's so many different things, and I can't tell a person one thing will work because we are unique. We descend from different bloodlines or different cultures, and those are some of the things that help us tap into that energy source, that fundamental energy source that makes the world go round. So, um, you know, I think being aware of your surroundings outside as well as within and having a balance increases the odds of someone being more successful in their spiritual and physical endeavors. It's That's about it. balance. It's about perspective. What are your intentions? How do you live? And are you limited by your beliefs? You know, so there's so many things that come into play with it, and we're surrounded by people that are definitely um, dancing to their own beat, you know, but it's kind of like finding that common rhythm because there is a common rhythm. There's an underlying vibration to everything and everyone. And if you can tap into that, that kind of helps you in – learning about yourself, what your abilities are. And for me, I guess you can develop, develop them. There are those who do digress by choice, you know, because of the lifestyle and the things that they choose to do. And what they bring in their world. Yeah. Yeah, the because things that they invoke. Exactly. You can invoke for a man in your life, you know, and bring that man into your life to cause havoc, to cause all Mm -hmm. kinds of create confusion and chaos, mainly because you might not have been specific or you might be in a point of your life that you have low self-esteem. And so Mm -hmm. then you need someone to beat you up more so you can have even more low self-esteem because you're in love with the illness that is you. Right, right, right. And I know many people are wondering what does this have to do with magic, but it it has to do with magic in the sense where your intentions, be they of your affront consciousness or your subconsciousness, these things affect how you're able to live and the things that you're able to manifest. You know, what you can bring about, whether it be that uh, that raise at work, you know, um, you know, be it the raise at work or be it, um, like you say, a, a, a cohesive relationship with another person, you oh, know, romance, whatever the case may be. I have people that whatever. come to me. Exactly. There are people that come to me and – I used to get taken aback because I would have someone come to me and say, oh, I need you to do work for me. I want to hit the lotto. You know, and the first thing I would ask them is, 
do you think I've hit the lotto? You know, and they're like, no. And I'm saying, well, if I haven't manifested that type of wealth in my life, why do you think I can do it for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I have to stop and think about that. Now, given there are times when people can bring their energy, their unique energy, and I think that ha- that has to do with magic when you're helping someone, you know, because you're infusing what's already going on with them with your energy. And I think if it is in accordance with universal law, it has that more, it's more likely to be manifested. But um, at the same time, people need to use, I hate to sound so, um, you know, just so uh, one way about it, but you have to use common sense you know, when you're thinking in terms of magic, again, which is working with energy. You know, these are things that people have to take into consideration. Um, A lot of philosophies which are patriarch, you know, it's like that patriarchal-based belief system, when it comes to magic, it's kind of a forbidden thing for women. Right to practice, um, and I'm pretty sure on later on shows we, we can go into go in depth about where that comes from and how it's kind of still going on till this day, you know. But um, I would like to say to women, if you think about the things that you have accomplished over generations, if you look back and you think about the things that our mothers and our grandmothers do for us, a lot of that would be considered magic, you know, in a sense because it can't really be explained um, on, a, on a light level, right. you know. It, it's just um, we, we refer to it as intuition or instinct. Some people call that magic, you know, um, It's just about embracing your true divine self, male or female. And your power. And your power. But it's very taboo for some reason when a woman does it. Well, that's because women are naturally gifted in magic. And the power that they have is dangerous. Hello? I think we're having some difficulty here. Okay, I'm not sure if anyone can hear me. If you bear with me for one moment, I'm trying to reconnect with Ian. Oh, okay. So I've just been informed that you guys can hear me, but you can't hear Ia. So I'm not sure what is going on. If you can bear with us, give us one moment, and I'll try and get this reconciled. Hmm. 
to bear with us because I am new to Blog Talk Radio. And Ia, who is not new to Blog Talk Radio, she's helping me out here. So let's see. Yep, I'm not quite sure what's going on right now. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Until Ia is able to reconnect with us, I'm going to kind of go on with the show because we don't have that much time. Um, Okay, another thing that I wanted to share with you guys, it's from someone else that... Hello? Um, Hello? Hello? 720? Yes. This is Michelle. Good evening. Hello? I'm sorry. Yes, 720? Oh, yes. This is Michelle. Good evening, Michelle. Hi. I had a question. Um, Actually, I'm not sure if um, you meant to unmute me or if you were just trying to um, get the other lady back. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I did it, but, you know, you're here now, so that's a wonderful <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I just um, actually found out that um, I have magic in my family. Um, okay. It's something that... Sorry, Michelle. Oh. You know, I don't, I'm not quite sure what's going on with the board right now. It's like letting you guys yeah. speak and it's it's shutting down. Bear with us, but I am here and I am listening to you. Okay. Um, Okay. I just found out that there um, is magic in my family. Um, I didn't find out through family, actually. I found out kind of through ancestors coming to me in dreams because it's Mm -hmm. it's in in my family, like, back in the way. And so um, I am looking because it feels like, you know, they're pushing me to take it on. But I also feel like I don't want to be doing the wrong things, you know. And so I feel like um, if I would have, like, you know, a guide or someone that could help me to to let me know what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. And um, do you see that as as a possibility or um, do you think that it's just something that, should stay away from until, you know, you do get that guide to kind of bring you into it. Okay, let me first ask you this. Can you hear a ringing going on? Uh, yes, it sounds like a phone is ringing. Okay, I don't know what that is. Okay, they hung Your up. Your call has okay. been forwarded to an automatic voice message wow. system. hold on one moment. Good idea. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for yeah, more options. I'm, sorry. I'm not sure what's going on with this. Again, I'm new to this. I'm going to try and answer yep. your question, Michelle. Okay. Uh, you could just blame it on the Mercury retrograde. There's been a lot of problems. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Now, you... There is no right or wrong answer to your question. A lot of it is based upon what you feel because you have to trust your instincts. And you also have to be able to recognize, like, the spirit of fear, so what could be holding you back. 
I would advise you, one, to sit down and resolve what does magic mean to you, like embracing it, the whole possibility of embracing it. Because if you feel some type of apprehension, then you must have some preconception of what magic is. I'm actually, so that's the first thing. Exactly what you, mean you have reached the maximum time permitted time for recording your message. I, um, if you are satisfied with your message, press like 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. Literally, like, that's what I felt. I didn't want anything to do with it. And mm-hmm. Still there, you have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, Press really, three. How I look at it now is that I know that there are, um, there's a difference. Like I know. Are you still there? You have reached of, the maximum um, time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press one. To listen to your message, press two. To erase and re-record, press three. And so I know that there are. Which is that deal? Sorry, you're having trouble. Your message has been sent. Goodbye. Isn't dealing with that you know, unless okay. you choose to go that route. And so knowing okay. that made me a lot more open and I don't have that fear anymore. But I don't okay. want to, you know, I want to learn, but I don't want to be doing something that I shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's right. a real thin line between white and black magic. And if I ever mm-hmm. was to do it, I would really only want to deal with white. Like I don't want to at all come into accidentally, accidentally, you know, dwelling into black. And so um, right. that's what I'm saying. I feel like I would need someone to literally guide me because what I've learned so far, like I've only learned within the last three months, and it's been quite a bit, but I still just don't want to be doing something I shouldn't be doing. Okay. I can, I can understand that because it can be frightening when you think about the possibilities of tapping into things that you feel have their own will, you know, and kind yeah. of take over the situation, and you'll be left powerless. You know, but a lot of that, I feel, is a misconception. If you look at magic as an energy, an energy that surrounds you as well as, you know, what is within you, the majority of things do not come, as one would say, white or dark, you know, light or dark. It's it's really what you're bringing to the table. Okay. You know, and... I always try to tell people, yes, there's a wonderful, natural, um, carefree part of magic that one can do, but I also recommend to people that they have an academic side as to when they practice as well. So let's say you choose to engage in magic. Um, you, it sounds like through the visions you have the aid of your ancestors. Yeah. So you might want to do different rituals, and you can read up on that, and I can suggest some to you, but to kind of tap into your ancestors. You can make poor libations to your uh, ancestors. Um, you can do candle work to invoke your ancestors through prayer. Um, I'm not sure if you're a medium, but if you're a medium, you can tap into the energy of your ancestors and and that knowledge which exists in your bloodline, in your DNA, you can go that route as well. There's, a, there's quite a few different ways that you can attempt it. Um, 
and you kind of have to experience and experiment each one, you know, or what resonates with you, what what you're kind of drawn to. But there are so many different, um, there's a lot of literature you can look up and things of that nature as well to figure out if that's a route you really want to pursue. For for myself, I kind of stumbled into it. I wasn't even aware that the things that I I was doing was considered magical. It it usually would take someone else to bring something to my attention, like, how'd you know that? How'd you do that? (laughs) You know, I really didn't even know I was doing it. So I wasn't doing it with purpose. Kind of made some mistakes once I said, oh, hey, I can do that. You know, so I started doing certain things, and and some spells go awry, you know, um, may not turn out the way you hoped, you know, but for the most part, um, you, nobody can tell you um, if it's right for you, you know, and as far as safety goes, your instincts. You have to follow those instincts. You have to commend meditation. Yeah. You know, true. and really reflecting inward as to how does this message, be it a book, a scroll, it could be a practitioner, how do they resonate with you? The message, the technique, does this feel right? Nine out of ten times, if not ten out of ten, we all get... Um, we all get uh, what I would like to say a feeling, like maybe this is not yeah. for me. You know, I'm just not comfortable. And this even goes with literature. Now, this is one thing I do. When I read literature on magic, especially when there are uh, invocations and things of that nature in the book, I don't read aloud. can be invoking something. Yeah. You know, so I, I make it a point when I'm searching for something new, not to be reciting it out loud, you know, throwing it out there into the ether, okay. you know, via my vibration. So did you, like, train yourself? You literally, like, you you really trained yourself then? Like, you didn't have someone that helped you to um, to get into the craft then? No, I didn't. Um, I would come across individuals who I think were meant to cross, who I were meant to cross paths with, and I would learn and I would listen and I would watch. I also, from a very young age, studied Orthodox religions. You see, so I had a, a, I kind of had a base in a lot of different things. I went to a lot of different schools of philosophy and things of that nature, and I went through their training. I would graduate and be certified. But these were usually religions, you know. But when I knew something was different with me was because I was always left with a void at the end of the journey. Yeah. And like yourself, I I was a natural witch, and nothing addressed that. um, Yeah, I stayed completely away from, like I'm very spiritual, but Mm -hmm. religions, like I, you know, something just had me stay away from that, you know, but I've always been, since a child, you know, how we are on the path, you know, back home. So I've definitely Mm -hmm. been on that journey, but 
there was just something in me that felt like churches and religions, like that's not the route. So I stayed right. clear of that. But once I did start, you know, within my search, um, spiritually, you know, I found that. But it wasn't until, like, literally about three months ago that I keep, you know, um, having the, the information given to me that our family is literally, like, this is my family. It's generations back. And my recent family doesn't even know this, you know. So it's not even mm-hmm. something that I with them. But, I mean, it goes, like, even past lifetimes. There's past lifetimes that exactly. I've um, been in the craft. And I've even been a wizard before. So it's male, female. So um, it's both. And, and you wonder where does that where does that leave you when you stumble yeah. upon these different revelations? You wonder where, who are you now, and where do you fit into right. things? Because that that uh, specific philosophy or lifestyle that you were raised in does not make allotment for that, and that's where right. I have a problem with certain things. There yeah. should be nothing that does not allow you to come into your own of who you are and what you can do, whether you're a healer, whether you're an empath, a medium, whatever you are, you should not be restricted to a culture, a race, a religion, or a creed. You know, and for me, I don't have those boundaries because I don't ascribe to anything particular. I acknowledge all things, and I respect all energies. I don't work with all energies, but I respect all energies, and in that I'm not limited. You know, I don't say to myself, oh, that's dark, oh, that's light. Listen, it's there, and it's there for me to tap into should I choose, depending on what my intention is, you know, and I think that that kind of goes for everything. I'm going to give you an example of something. I have a friend, and um, she's of the Christian faith, and we study together and we talk and we dialogue, and she still has a lot of trouble with um, kind of, even getting an understanding as to what it is I do or where, where does it come from. And I gave her an example about a situation in the Bible and how I view it. When we have the scenario that we're taught with Ramses and Moses and Exodus, that whole scenario, and you know when they say when Ramses invokes the curse yes. onto the Hebrews, and when Moses reverses that curse back onto Ramses. Now, this is me trying to explain to my friend how I perceive things and just to kind of give her a glimpse as to where I come from. I'm like, well, what do you consider that? I consider that magic. It is. Tapping into a divine energy and invoking something and flipping it. You know, I was like, I think that's the biggest reversal spell ever recorded in history. <laughs> on the worldwide, you know, because she'll ask me sometimes, what's that you're doing? And I'm like, oh, this is a reversal candle, and this does such and such. So for the first time, she was able to relate to what I was saying, even though she feels that that power and that energy has a different source and base, we were able to find a common ground right. where we could fellowship with each other peacefully. No one feel insecure. No one confused or baffled, it's like, oh, oh, that's what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, that energy, that's what I'm talking about. You know, so, Michelle, I say for you, study, research, do not engage in anything that does not sit well with you. If it doesn't feel right, then don't do it. 
Don't be don't feel forced even by our ancestors who can be pushy sometimes. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, I've had to really reconcile some situations with my ancestors and their energy and what they demand of me. Okay. You are in control of yourself and how you want to take this and where you want to take it and how far. Become familiar with something before you engage in it, of course. You know, as much as you can and find the balance between being spontaneous also with that energy. It might come on you to speak over something. You may be cooking and, and want to work with certain herbs. Um, you may be creating anything around you and feel compelled to add something a little bit more to it. And if it's comfortable, you feel comfortable with that, then you go with that. You know, but we have an abundance of literature and things of that nature. Don't feel like you're obligated to one thing. You know, a lot of people don't realize we can, we can encompass many things. But um, I'm going to put someone else on, okay. uh, Michelle, that would like to speak. I see them here. And um, you stay online. Definitely. I'm trying to, Thank this is new to me know. because he is usually, she's the one that would say she's working the board in the calls. So I'm kind of freestyling over here. So just bear with me. Hopefully for the sure. next show it won't be like this. But just hang in there, stay on the line, and you might hear some other things that might also help with your question, okay? It was great speaking to you, Michelle. You too. Have a happy Halloween. You too. You too. Bye. Okay. I'm trying to bring on 631. Call a 631. Okay. Call a 631. I'm going to have to move on. I'm going to go on to the next caller, 678-396. You're on the air. Yeah, I want to remind you we have seven minutes left. Oh, yeah, you're back. Yes, huh? I've been for a minute, but it cut me off. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, E, I'm going to take one call, and then I guess we'll wrap it up. All right. Time went so fast. Nadia, Sia, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we're here. We're here. Greetings, mother. Greetings, sister. This is Jade. How are you? We are well. Greetings to you. I'm so happy and excited. Much blessings, much positive energy into the show. It's going to be a great success, ladies. It is so wonderful. I'm very happy. Very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything? We don't have much time, unfortunately. Um. Things kind of went awry, and I'm just getting a feel as to how to work this whole thing. Um, <laughs> by next week, we should have it more together. And also next week, I'll be going in-depth as to different techniques, different philosophies. And, uh, you know, just we can touch on herbal magic. We can touch on um, candle magic and different things of that nature. Next week, I okay. kind of just wanted to reach out to all of you. Call an in, Jade. Very welcome, my sister. You always have my support. Ashe. Thank you so much, Ashe. Yeah, you were gone for almost the whole show. <laughs> no, I was there, but I was off. They they kicked me off. Oh. <laughs> uh. Okay. But I didn't call in. No. I just put my my thing on mute. Oh. I was able 
were listening. It was divine. And then I have the chat on, too. Okay. Okay. I regret that we couldn't um, get to more people. I see an 817 number, 703. Do we have a minute just to at least let them, you know, give them the greetings and let them on here? Yes. Okay. 817, you're on. Peace, sisters. This is Nani Shishat Ray. I just wanted to come and show some love. I just got in here. I'm on um, California time, so it's kind of really early. I just came in, so I missed a lot of the show, but I just wanted to show some love and some support. Thank you, Queen. Thank you so much. I am feeling the love from everyone that called in. I'm sad that we couldn't get to everyone tonight. We're going to have to work out the little kinks here. I'm new to blog to them. I'm going to try and figure out how to work out the kinks, but I definitely am grateful for the love and the positive energy that is being sent. I am receiving all of it. I say. And I want to thank you. So, Ia, I guess you're going to have to wrap this up. Yes, but I want to say that um, it, it was magnificent. You know, uh, being able to be in a non-threatening, sacred space and uh, honoring our ancestors, I'm glad that you brought that forward because the ancestors will take over if you let them, and those don't usually be the ones in light. So you have to be Mm -hmm. very careful how you contact your ancestors. You're contacting your honorable ancestors, and you're healing those that have had, you know, things happen to them on earth that they haven't resolved. So we could talk about that too, you know, because yes, it is necessary for a teacher. So be yes. beware. Don't mess with energies unless you research. And I'm glad you said that to her because that is a necessity. And I'd like to tell, you know, I didn't, I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but I always advise an individual to create and invoke a circle of protection around themselves, their environment, and their loved ones when contacting any type of energy. Okay. Because we're not always, we can't always anticipate what will come through. So you want to create an environment that's conducive for the energy that you're trying to summon and you want to make sure to the best of your ability that what you don't want cannot come. And should you come in contact with anything you're not quite comfortable with, that you can dispel it. You can send it on its way. Okay. You know, and we, we will in future shows go, we'll go into detail as to how to do that. This show was, this is our first show, everyone. I'm new to this. I'm under the tutelage of, Queen Ia, so I'm kind of getting the gist of how to work with doing the blog talk and the show. Um, we'll be able to allot time more efficiently next time. I'll, I'll have uh, literature, resources for you guys, um, different things that you can look look up and, and research, and I look forward to you coming back next week, you know, and we'll be able to delve into those things in more detail. But I want to thank everyone for the love and the energy that you projected tonight towards this show, the energy that you came in with, which is the energy of peace. You know, and as, as Ia said, a non-threatening 
environment for an individual to be just that, be yourself. Express nothing is off limits here. You know, don't feel that um, you are not welcome with your uniqueness and your individual take on what magic is or your apprehension with it. Feel free to call in next week, definitely. Peace and blessings, all. We love you, and we share our love with you into the universe. Ashe. Ashe. I can be found at Nadia Amunet Hotep Clayhart on Facebook. We can also be reached, E and I, through the Yoruba House of Worship on Facebook. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, love and light to you and yours. Peace. I say. I love you, Ula. I love you too. Good night. Good night.